Welcome to Voices from the Frontline from the Christian Medical Fellowship, where we hear from healthcare professionals on the front line of the COVID-19 pandemic. And we've been speaking with many uh, people who are working clinically, but behind the scenes is a vast number of, of scientists who are working, as we hear in the media all the time, on things like vaccines and understanding uh, the virus better. So I'm delighted today to be joined by a scientist, um, joined by Dr. Tim Jenkins. Welcome, Tim. Well, good to be here. Well, it's great to have you, Tim. Now, you're head of clinical development for a pharmaceutical company in the UK. And I know that you've got a fair background in, in virology. That's the, the study of viruses. Just give us a flavour of what you've been involved in in the past. And then, Lean, yeah. Yeah, sure. So I, um, I've worked in academia uh, previously in the UK, but also in the US. I was at the National Institute of Health uh, for about uh, eight years. Uh, they're working on the AIDS virus Um and we, we had a lot of success there in academia point of view. We, we, we saw the structure of what are the key enzymes there. Um, and then I've um, came back and then working in the UK mostly for about 20 years in drug development. One of the interesting things is that as a couple of years ago, I was working for a biotech company focused on uh, developing a treatment for respiratory viruses. So I, I guess it's um, very apropos to, to our conversation today. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and Tim, just give us a feel of what things are, are like at the moment in the scientific community. I know that your role is, involves in briefing a large number of people in your in your company and, and beyond. Yeah, so it's uh, interesting times um, for drug development. One of the obviously the biggest things you don't want to be doing when you're running clinical trials is is putting strain on a, a healthcare service that's trying to um, deal with the virus. So that that's clearly what's going on. A lot of trials have been paused, stopped. Um, obviously, um, our company does oncology as well. And so obviously, for certain patients, they have no other option, uh, perhaps for, for treatment. So oncology studies, um, for the benefit of those patients, are trying to continue. But again, trying to be sensitive to, to what's happening with the, with the healthcare industry. But uh, I would say also, um, probably most companies are looking into their cupboards of compounds and uh, trying to see if there's anything that can be repurposed, uh, A, either to... Um, target the virus um, and inhibit the viral replication or also actually maybe even target um, the immune system. One of the things that's come out is that the characteristics of people who do very badly with COVID-19, um, not just the demographic knowledge which is out there, but actually uh, from an immunological point of view, um, some of the key signs that are being uh, seen in some of the individuals uh, who are doing quite badly. And there may be an opportunity for drugs which dampen down certain parts of the immune system could be repurposed uh, to dampen down perhaps over in inflammatory uh, lung response to the virus. So, so those studies are ongoing. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot of energy and work being put in by many, many bright people to solve this. Thanks, Tim. Um, now, one question I've got to ask you, and I get a lot of these comments on posts that I put out on social media from uh, from people who say they don't have a faith, and they'll say, "Yeah, you Christians, stop praying about this stuff. Get to work and do some science. You know, let's be led by the science." I hear that all the time. Now, you're a Christian and you're a scientist, so tell us, you know, how do those two fit together? Mm, well, they, they fit together really well because they're both aiming to do the same thing, although there are differences. So, basically. Uh, as a scientist, if you cut down to the real basic thing, it's, it's re you're really seeking after truth. You're looking to find truth um, and, and find that truth and, and confirm truth. And that's exactly the same thing as a Christian. You're seeking after truth and finding truth. So it's the, it's the same process, um, the same level of scrutiny, the same level of understanding, you know, that sort of thing. So in a way also, um, I find true scientists are quite humble. 
because you realize you don't really understand everything and but you're having to be a learner and it's exactly the same with the christian faith so mm. you know it goes hand in hand mm. yeah and you mentioned um humility there um what, what sort of reflections have you had on that because so many of us have been so confident i found that with myself i've been so confident in my life and planning the future uh, and this just really brings all of that into question doesn't it so wh- wh- where are your reflections on that yeah it's that's a good good question I, I think that's one of the things that struck me actually about this whole sort of uh the last few weeks really i mean it's been obviously a, a couple of months maybe if you look at it worldwide a few months I, I think humility is a word that comes to mind for me because uh, it's a time of humbling i think for us as, uh, as especially in the west maybe uh, and other other countries as well where I think there's a tendency often for us to have this um, exceptionalism where we think, well, we're different and um, we're special and we have all this knowledge. Um, But actually, knowledge and wisdom are totally different things. And sometimes even you have buckets of both knowledge and wisdom, you still get you still get humbled, I think. And I think it's a realisation that we're not in control um, now, from a Christian point of view, well, that's obvious. We we understand that um, we have a God who's who's uh, above and beyond, but also intimately involved in our lives as well. So, I think that aspect of humbling is good. It's good for everybody to to to, to reflect on the fact you're not in control. Sometimes when things crash into your life, you know, like a car crash or literally or a disease, um, you realise you're not in control. But um, most of the time, we we tend to live our lives in sense of uh, Oh well, you know it's not going to happen to me. So I think what's what this is, you know, what COVID nineteen is is doing is is showing us all at the same time that we're not in control. So so and that's a healthy thing I think because it it stops us going down ways of um, kind of using our lives or or, um, or living lives that really aren't really focused on what's important. Yeah, thanks, Tim. And, and just as we close, anything else that you that struck you in the last couple of weeks you'd like to share with us? Well, I, I guess the other thing is, I think when you have a crisis, the classic thing, and it's, it's always been true throughout history, and it's it's true today, it brings out the best in people, but also brings out the worst in people, uh, recognising that. And But I, I do think um, this, along with, with humbling us uh, in, to some extent, even though we're all trying desperately, both in the scientific and, and healthcare community to deal with this, is a remembrance that life is short. And... Um, that also, you know, the Bible talks about life being a, a vapor that, that's here and gone. And again, that's that's good to remember because again, you make you make realize that you know life is important, uh, but it's short. And and I guess for those that have no faith, that's uh, that's something they, they tend not to want to think about. Um, but for the Christian, um, then you know we have this wonderful future ahead of us that. That actually we're going to have another physical life that it's that, that that's coming down down in front of us, not because of anything we've done, but because of what Jesus has done. So I think for for me, um, the humbling part for me personally and the remembrance part uh, has been very helpful. Even though you know this is a time we don't want to be involved in, it's not something we want to have to have to deal with, but it's something that I think can have some positives that come out of it. Great, Tim. Thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's a great reminder there from Tim uh, how science and faith interact. And here at the Christian Medical Fellowship, we have a number of resources um, on our, our website, cmf.org.uk, under our publications, particularly where we address these questions. We give talks in universities around the country. We have uh, groups in every single medical school, many nursing schools uh, around the country where we, we will debate and, and give talks on these issues. So do check out those resources. Do join us to pray every day because we believe in science. We believe in prayer, of course. Pray at 
seven o'clock every day um, on our social media channels. This has been another voice from the front line. We look forward to joining you next time. Bye for now.